Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 456 being recorded on June 28th, 2017. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan Malventano. Uh, and today is my ninth wedding anniversary, and I can think of no better way to share it than with all of you guys and everybody Nine. at home. My wife agrees. She's like, yes, please yes. go. And do the Just get out of the house for me. She, uh, we, we went to a dinner, uh, and it, but we're, we're leaving on Friday to go to the beach, so this, this is an unnecessary yeah, adventure. Just delay it by a few days and yeah, make yeah. up for it on Friday. So interesting. T- side note on this, we've talked about a whole bunch of crap going up. I, I was paying for my dinner at Bonefish Grill with a prepaid gift card, right? Sure. And it was a $100 prepaid gift card. And the total of the bill for the dinner and drinks was like 80 bucks, sure. 80 and change. And when they brought me the receipt, it said uh, remaining balance $2.94. I went, that seems odd. Mm-hmm. So I looked it's it, hard. So I, put a, I looked it up in my phone, like you put in the number for the prepaid card, and it said they had actually pre authorized $97 and, you know, right, 64 so. oh. cents or 66 cents or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but it didn't say that anywhere on the receipt. That it had done it. So, like, I brought the guy over. He's like, look, I don't want to only tip you $2, but there's supposed to be 20 bucks left on this thing. I was just going to leave you the rest of it. Yeah. I had to go find a manager and see how their system worked with all this stuff. And I was like, I mean, it shows right here that you actually charge it $97, even though it only says 80 yeah. whatever. Just something their system does? I guess. So I don't it know. It adds eighteen percent to it automatically. I said it's I, an auto tip. I said I'm going to save. I'm going to sign this, and you guys can figure it out later because mm-hmm. I did my part. In any event, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It is Wednesday night. Uh, we record the show at pcper.com/live at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, or so. Uh, if you need a reminder for that, if you want to come hang out in the chat room and see the stuff we talked for. We talked about car exhaust at the beginning of the show if you were on the live stream. So you missed out on that. So if yep. you don't want to miss out on those riveting discussions about fart cans and all the associated things that go with it, uh, go to PCPro.com slash subscribe. You get this page here. It asks for your name and your email address. We send you a notification where we're going to do a live event. There is a chance we do another live stream tomorrow of a very different sort. There's nobody here from out of town. Um, there may be a new product coming up that does not have an embargo that we might be doing some some live benchmarking and kind of discussion about. So um, <clears throat> if you're interested in that, it's probably going to be in the late to late afternoon, early evening that it happens. But go to pcpro.com slash subscribe. I will let you know when we are doing it and where it's when it will start and all that type of stuff. So uh, make sure you go uh, sign up for that, obviously. Uh, and then, of course, we have a couple of ways for our uh, uh, beloved fans to support us if you feel necessary um, or obligated or some other terminology for that. Patreon. We still have our Patreon campaign going. Patreon.com slash PC per. Uh, this is where you can go to submit a monthly recurring donation to the site. So if you... Uh, like the podcast, you like the articles, you like uh, uh, the BS we talked about before, after the show as well. Um, you can go here. It can be a dollar a month. It could be three. It could be five. It could be 10, 20, 50. Doesn't really matter. It's totally up to you. Uh, and it's a huge uh, boost to us, both in terms of Josh's ego and our ability to pay Josh. So we welcome both of those capabilities. Like the uh, circle, right, Josh? circle of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> And as always the case, if you become a new patron and or increase your patronage during the show, we will uh, read off your name during the uh, live stream. 
So there is that. So thanks, thanks everybody for that. Oh, and also worth noting, we do have uh, if you go to pcpro.com/mining. We still have the ability for you to contribute to our mining pool. So this is uh, basically if you have a graphics card, which I'm guessing the vast majority of people that are watching this do, if you have more, multiple graphics cards, this is your ability to use that GPU horsepower to uh, run uh, cryptocurrency mining algorithms through a, a very simple service like NiceHash, which kind of takes all the, the thought out of it. And if you use the the Bitcoin addresses or the Ethereum addresses here, um, it just gets donated into our pool of people. We have a handful of people after last week that are doing this, and that's super helpful and super awesome. And it's a way for you to contribute if you don't want to worry about uh, you know uh, signing up for Patreon or uh, having to you know put anything on your credit card or whatever. Uh, you can use this with your existing compute resources uh, as you see fit. So uh, we thank. Everybody who has done that and anybody who wants to, super awesome. Again, pcpro.com slash mining for that. And but, of course, we're, we're not telling people to go out and buy a GTX 1070 that is now $750 on a new way. <laughs> no, they should buy a 1080 Ti. Yeah. Yeah. Because those, oh, yeah. those are actually much cheaper. Much more, $1,200. <laughs> I, yes, I would say uh, do not go buy hardware for this purpose. Yes, only an idiot would let's say order a mining specific graphics card off Newegg tonight. Only an idiot. Only an idiot. surely that doesn't exist. Um, also, before we get into the stories, would note that if you go to PCPro.com, we are running a contest that just started today. Uh, thanks to our friends at FSP, we have what is it five power supply? No, four power supplies four. and two cases to give away. <laughs> Um, so whether this be for a new build or a new mining rig, hey, here's some componentry that you can use for that purpose as well. Pretty easy to sign up. Uh, there's nine different ways to enter. You can use one or all of them or, well, none of them wouldn't work really. One of them is literally you click this button once per day. So I think you guys, even even those that hate Facebook and Twitter should be able to enter the contest once per day with that capability. So uh, keep that in mind. So thanks to our buddies at FSP. That'll be going on through another two weeks or so, less than two weeks now. <sighs> okay. On to the news and reviews of the day. So we have some other things we're going to talk about later in the show. You can see it in the rundown. We're going to talk about the Radeon Vega FE launch today and some of the early, like a couple of leaked benchmarks. And I guess they're not leaked at this point. A couple of benchmarks that have come out from the first people to get their hands on the card, as well as those mining-specific um, graphics cards that Ken alluded to. Alluded to. But first, I want to run through a handful of reviews quickly um, so we can set the stage for what else we have been doing over the past seven days. One, Sebastian posted a review of a brand-new headset from Logitech. This is the G433. It's a wired surround gaming headset, 7.1. Obviously, it's uh, uh, synthesized 7.1 because there are not 7.1 speakers surrounding Drivers. your head. It's very, you know? it's very red. Uh, it is. This, the, yes, now, there are multiple colors. Oh, so okay. that's just one of the is, colors. Is it a velour exterior? It is. How would we describe it, Ken? The exterior of this. It's like this. the it's soft like touch a, plastic stuff? No, it's not yeah, plastic. It's more of a cloth. It's like a cloth. It's like a fabric. Is it, like, is it like corduroy? You know, when no. you were a little chubby in seventh grade and you were walking down the hall in, hey. in corduroy zip shorts and zip pants and zip, zip, zip. Exactly. I, uh, <laughs> I once burned a pair of corduroy brown pants that I was forced to wear fire. at the end of the week because, you know, laundry was day was Monday and gutting, yeah, gutting I mean times. 
Um, so this is so here's here's your collection of colors for those of you who are you got blue, red, black, and then a camo blue, which I think the camo blue is only available at uh, Best Buy for whatever reason. Um, so what's interesting about this is so it's wired. It's not wireless, so you're going to get a little bit less. Ex- uh, it's going to be less expensive there. Um, it uses the same Pro G driver as like the G nine thirty three. So the sound quality is actually exceptional mm-hmm. in these. Low distortion. Um, uh, the comfort level seemed, according to Sebastian, really good. The microphone has some dramatic improvements as well. Like they were able to make the microphone sound less tinny. Like there's more bass and weight behind it, which is uh, which is good to see. Um, you can see the the ear cups are removable so that they're washable, which is a was a nice thing to have, especially if you're a sweaty individual. Um, Don't look at me. I try not to. I mean, as often as I Thank can. You. You know, um, they have a lot of the same uh, uh, styling um, traits, I guess, that I would say to some of the previous ones, like the G five thirty three or whatever, six thirty three, nine thirty three. Um, but it's the sound quality that really that really sold Sebastian on them. Um, you can, they use those same drivers that they had developed for the higher nine thirty threes. Is that what yes. the ones were? Yep. 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 Yeah. Nice. It is. It is. So they're they're slowly bringing them down to the lower cost product lines, um, and uh, ninety nine bucks on Amazon. Right. That's pretty good. Uh, better. You know, fantastic sound quality. You know, the 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 styling of them is going to be up to every individual. Right. Like we in the comments, there's a lot of people that don't like this particular red. Which sure, whatever. And there's a black if if you want the the more muted style. There's a blue if you prefer blue. Um, but the goal was in talking to some of the executives and designers of this, they wanted to make a gaming headset that didn't look like a gaming headset. I mean, it works there. So something that you know, so the, and the it's mi- recognizable in pitch blackness at about a half a <laughs> kilometer. Yeah, that's true. The the microphone is removable, right? Like, so if you mm-hmm. say you're 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 going to go travel and you want to take headphones with you, these are just wired headphones. You can yeah. just take them with you. The idea is that that it's something that is comfortable and stylish enough that you would just kind of use as normal headphones, right? Not me per se, because I'm an old man, but younger people who might wear headphones around their neck all day. You're an old man, huh? I don't wear headphones around my neck all day. I mean, that's kind of the defining characteristic as I can tell it right now between old man and young. No, it's when your pants are up high enough that they could double as the thing hanging around your neck. Okay. That's fair. I'm not there yet then. So I'm like mid, mid old man, right? Uh, so check out that review, Logitech G4, G433 7.1 Wired Surround Gaming Headset Review. Sebastian did an excellent job on that. Uh, we also have a review of the Thermalrite True Spirit 140 from Mori. This is a CPU air cooler. Um, so uh, do you ever get tempted to say, this is a review from Mori? <laughs> I cannot say I have. But I now cannot say I will not. Uh, so this is this is kind of a budget cooler. It's an MSRP of forty six bucks. Uh-huh. Um, That's way too small for Maury. I know it's very know. skinny. He likes them big. He does indeed. And round does indeed. And mm, double up. Mm, mm. You can double up the fans on this. This is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, my nineties rap is getting back to me. So I mean you can see from this profile shot, it's 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 a thin heat sink. 
And it's kind of meant to go after that 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 wildly popular cooler master was a CM two twelve hyper two twelve hyper two twelve Evo. Yeah. It's also got a very wacky base plate. This uh, yes. that you were looking at right there. Yeah. So notice that there are grooves. It's not just the photo that makes it look that way. Those are grooves. Okay. So he mentioned that so it needed a little perfect... bit more thermal paste than normal, but at the same time, it's mm. definitely direct touch heat pipes. So. Yeah. Okay. And this, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, are why we have heat spreaders on most yeah. CPUs. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, if you that, those, see those how gaps works, a, yeah, a, a bare die would not. Farewell with this cooler. Would not fare well with no. that. No, that is correct. Yeah, it is kind of hard to see because there's a lot of reflection in all the photos and stuff. Uh, that, that it's, so it's not a perfectly smooth and flat edge. It is not. What you're saying. Okay. Okay, yeah, we can see see a little bit there. Oh, actually, and there is a shot like, after there you the go. thermal paste has been applied. It needs a little more thermal paste than normal. That's why I apply mine with a uh, butter knife just right across the heat spreader. Oh, man. Oh, drywall trowel works better. Oh. So if we look at the actual comparison testing, though, um, it did okay. It was, yep. I mean, compared to Noctua NHD15, which is I think is a much larger heat sink, the Raystorm Pro is a water cooler. So keep, keep all that in mind. Um, but it does do relatively well at max and OC settings. Now, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I would hesitate. I can't say for sure how much of that groove design is really affecting the performance, but there's got to be some result to that, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's gotta, there's got to be something to it. So, And obviously, it's not necessarily a negative because it's performing decently for it's, it's the okay. tiny little thing that it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 46 bucks. Um, it did get a gold you award. You won't have any trouble with memory compatibility. That's true. It's not going to crowd the slot. That's true. And as we get into these... So, so you know, you start to wonder about. Uh, I guess he tested it with the fifty nine sixty X overclocked, so it's not like he didn't test it with a high wattage part. But as you get into lighter or or bigger, say you got a Threadripper processor coming I don't up, think this is going to work for it. Like, mm. is that enough coverage for that? Probably no. not. No. Even if you can get the but mount, you, what I'm saying is, even if you get yeah, the mounting, but mechanism you can get two correctly. of them. They're so skinny, you just mount <laughs> two yeah, of them on side by side. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fan in the middle. The way you go. Yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a really good product from Thermal, right? It's still it's it's going to be hard to unseat that Hyper Two Twelve. The mounting mechanism on this is better, I think, uh, which it's, is a big it's plus. like the Hyper Two Twelve and the Cryo Rig H Seven. I think are kind of the low the cost, two low cost yeah. kind of more popular ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we've got that review. Obviously, you can check it out. And then Alan, you wrote a review of the wait. What did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, the Intel SSD 545S. Not 54055. Yeah, not really 54, No, not any. Yeah, S looks like a 5 in a lot of fonts. You're right. Uh, this is a new series of SSD. Uh, we got the 512 gig. This is their first. Is this the first using the 64 layer TLC? Yes. Uh, and I will say that the design for this is uninspiring. I mean, isn't that a processor? They were going for looks like, like a CPU. In this That's in this true. picture up here, I thought it looked like uh, like one of those stock photos of like a like a processor that doesn't have like <laughs> only has generic branding on it or something. Yep. But this is what we're looking at, huh? 
Yes, that's I guess the it's actual... hard to make SATA SSDs super sexy, but you know. Well, I mean, and they were going for like they're trying to go for budget on this model. Sure, right? Doesn't mean like, it needs to look shitty. Like, well, is, I mean, is it... that stamped plastic or stamped metal? No, it's metal. So, like, they could have made wow. it look like any any other SSD. Like, uh, why didn't they put a skull in the metal? Well, so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of metal in their other housings, like their older style SATA housings. So they needed something. Like thinner and lighter, I guess. Sure, because it didn't. It didn't need. You know, this thing doesn't make so much heat like the older ones did. What they're about their older ones, which were like the enterprise controller, sure, sure. put into like a, a you know client drive. I've got two words for you. What RGB LEDs? No, no, stop with the RGB LED everything. Yeah. Do those count as words? Acronyms? Uh, sure. You know, they should two just do sayings <laughs> in Braille. On the that'd be awesome, you know. Just do braille across the damn thing. Yeah. This is the kick-ass SSD you need. How many people right. go crazy trying to figure Speed out what the hell your, that braille your was? Stupid vision people can't even understand this. This is just a joke yeah. between yeah. you and me. <laughs> right? That's what I would put on there. <laughs> uh, what do we got spec-wise? Anything interesting? Uh, your, to your, at this point, no. Sata specs okay. are pretty much all the same, right? So like I mean, most of them we, are saturating the bus. Um, but you saturate the bus on 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 throughput, sequential read-write, but is IOPS a standardized thing? Like, are we pretty much maxed out on IOPS for SATA drives Most drives too? go between like 70 and 100K. Okay. So, yeah, basically. All right. um, one, one thing that is impressive here is this is a TLC SSD with SLC cache, your typical kind of layout, right? Uh, but they're claiming sustained sequential performance numbers. Mm-hmm. Which a kudos to Intel actually for putting it on there, right? Because that that implies like what is your what is your speed once you run out of the cache, mm-hmm. right? In other words, you're just doing a very large write, for example. And, for uh, example, and out of the half a terabyte model which we tested, uh, their claim is 475 meg per second, which is not too shabby for Intel TLC. Usually, IMFT, you know, Intel or Micron TLC is mm-hmm. not the best in performance, mm-hmm. right? So this is. You know, I guess they're kind of finally coming around on their Good. on their TLC speeds. They used to be like hitting a brick wall once you ran out of right. cash, and you know it was very noticeable drop. Um, I would say go to the performance focus page. You guys can see what the inside looks like. There you go. Oh, oh we're done. Yeah. So, so yeah. Also, uh, you know, when you have a bunch of layers to your flash dies, and you don't need that many dies, and uh, yeah, your drive is much. Smaller when do we than get rid housing. of the two and a half inch form factor again? <laughs> Soon, I mean, right? they tried to with MSATA. They didn't try to with MSATA. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. It, look, Intel did this big push back MSATA. in the day. They were like the first company with MSATA SSDs. Sure. Right? They sent us like a special, like a laptop, the first laptop from Monovo that had the port inside exactly. of it. And it was like, oh my goodness. It, you know, no one ever, ever advocated for MSATA as a, as a two and a half inch replacement. It was, hey, we can put SSDs in smaller notebooks now. Right. But, That's not a two and a half inch you know, replacement. And you saw some desktop boards that came with MSATA ports. I want the OCZ three and a half inch drives back. <laughs> I want to <laughs> the pack Colossus. so much, yeah, so much flash in there that you need the three and a half inch drive. I like it. Yeah. Why, why don't we just bring back fifty the terabyte drive? 50, bring, bring back but, the but big fifty foot. terabytes. But so much flash back then was two hundred fifty six gig. Yeah. But now we can. <laughs> why can't like, we have? You have that sitting in a box somewhere? Did you ever review that? Oh, yeah, we four terabytes. Should have four terabytes of it's uh actually I'm not sure just saying maybe I got it somewhere. <laughs> All right, so uh anyway, what anyway, do you got? Performance, performance page? Fo- go to the performance focus page. At the bottom chart on that page is uh actually looking at the right cache. 
Well, you went way too far, my friend. Sorry, I thought the page yeah. was going to be long. So um, that orange line in this chart uh, usually kind of makes like a Nike swoosh on its way up. Like it usually climbs up fast, and then once you hit the TLC area, the right speed drops. So the slope of the line levels out. You look like you're having a very hard time visualizing this. I'm visualizing the Nike swoosh. It's, sorry, maybe not and a Nike swoosh. it doesn't go that direction. It just starts, it goes, <laughs> the angle shallows out. Okay. Anyway. It's an upside down um, Nike swoosh. I got uh, it. Kind of, yeah. I got it. Okay. Uh, but if you look here, like it's basically a straight line all the way across. It makes It's actually really hard to tell yeah. where the change is. Uh, yes. It's at about, about the, the 10, 10 second mark. Yeah, it's at about yeah, the 10 yeah, second yeah. part. You can see it barely. It kind of it just, just barely, tilts down a little yeah, bit. Just yeah, yeah. Your, so your your rate of uh, of writing, you know, which is the blue line, by mm-hmm. the way, uh, you know, there is a fall off, but it's... It's reasonable. It's reasonable. Now, granted, uh, lower good. capacities of this drive are going to have a more significant well, drop. The, the drop. The drop will be further, not just earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the earlier or later depends on how, um, much, cash there how much cash they, they decide to put on the different models. Right. Right. This model, it looks like it's only about five gig worth. So. Um, but it doesn't really need a lot of it. It would, it would drop to a lower throughput because yes, if, there are fewer dies with, for which to spread the load across. Yes. Okay, Once you're going – so in SLC mode, the, the bottleneck is the interface. Mm-hmm. But in TLC mode for this particular model, there is a bottleneck that's on the flash, not the interface, which is why I the speed so. comes down a little bit, right? So if you took like, say, a 256 gig model of this, which doesn't exist yet because the other, model, the other capacities don't launch until mm-hmm. later this year. Mm-hmm. But 256 gig in theory – that TLC figure would drop to half of what it is. Okay. So it would go like 200 and something meg per second. And then the 128 gig model, which you're also going to have, would probably be like 100 meg per second or something right. like that, right? Um, but the SLC speeds should still be good. The cached speeds should still be good on all those, even the smaller models. Um, so the one thing I will say to just jump to is the mixed burst. We have to go into all the detail of this article. Just nope. feel free to check yep. it out on the site. But if you go to Mixed Burst uh, and you go to the first chart that's actually showing some results there. Um, interesting point. I put the uh, 850 Evo 500 gig, which is arguably like among the highest performing SATA SSDs, right? 500 gig Evo. Um, this drive actually beat it in the mix test in both the reads and the write speeds. Okay. Uh which is really shocking out of, again, out of a, you know, Intel SSDs historically have relied on their older version of their controller, which came from, like, their enterprise parts right. on SATA side. Then it got put into the SSD 730, right? Remember the one with the skull on it? Yes. Right? Yeah, but exactly. Again, but again, it was the... Skulls. Yeah, I know. They should have just... They should have left the skull on this. But again, this is not their pro model. They're supposed to be, like, a pro model. Of this. Maybe they'll put the skull on that. I don't know. But they call um, it Core i9. But... Those those earlier generation controllers from Intel were like super high latency at low Q depths. Okay. Uh, this drive obviously doesn't have that issue. And because, you know, our mixed burst test and all most of our other testing these days focuses more on the lower Q depth. Right. Because that's where, you know, users are actually operating, right? Everything's not all about the what's the max IOPS I could do, what's the max sequential. It's really if you're actually sitting there trying to use the system, how responsive is it? How fast sure. is it? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So it actually turned in like uh, that might be the highest SATA result of uh, like I, mean, I have to yeah, go back and, it's, and look. And it's not loads in front of say the Western Digital Blue or the 850 Evo, but right. it is ahead of it. Yeah, right. Like we're talking 123 versus 125 megs on right, 
and 427 versus 438 on rates. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, not leaps and bounds ahead, sure. But, like, you know, it's it's a faster Considering drive. Considering the interface that, that we're connecting on, then that seems pretty good. Yeah. That it's, um, that it's topping it out, if nothing else. Yep. Right. And uh, so, five-year warranty, which okay. is uh, worth noting, since this is not, again, not like a pro model of the series or anything like that. It's just like they're, you know, meant to be a low-cost product. Sure. 35 cents a gig for an Intel SSD. Pretty surprising. Yeah, but I don't really want to look at it in that way. I don't give a crap if it's good for an Intel SSD. What is it, what is it good for in the SSD well, I mean, market? Honestly, right like now, like a, a lot of SSDs are like 35 cents a gig right now. Yeah, but SS, SATA SSDs? I mean, Flash in general, the price came up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah? Anything, anything with Flash in it. An 850 like, Evo for like, what, 169 on sale? An 850 now? Evo 500 gig is one... Not listed. Cool. <laughs> Not listed? How do you know it's a one? <laughs> awesome. You might actually have to look at the 750, which might be selling more than the 850 now. Uh, probably. Well, I mean, it probably is, but I, I, th- I want to say it's like 150. So we're, you're probably talking about a $30 premium, $20, $30 premium over, yeah. over that. Which, you know, what about the other capacities, though? You've got question marks. We don't, we here, don't have any info on them yet. But they are coming. Like, They're it's coming, not yeah. a, So everything that's a question mark line there is like, that's the capacity that they announced are coming, right? So they're going to go okay. 100, 128 gig all the way up to mm-hmm. 2 terabytes. Any reason why they're waiting? Uh, they went to their first product that they decided to launch. I don't know why for any reason they're not doing a spread of capacities right. like most every other SSD launch. I, I don't know that answer, but um, they their reasoning for starting with this one first was that 500 gig is the sweet spot now as far as like the most commonly purchased SSDs. Like if you're going to buy one for an upgrade, 500 gig is huh. the... Is the I- there, I have charts to back this up. Like they provided data in their call and everything. They were about, like, about what? their SSD sales, right? What was the statement uh, that is in question? Five hundred twelve gig is the most common capacity. Well, it's like, not exactly five hundred twelve, but like five hundred. I would or so. between four eighty and five twelve. It would. Yeah, I would. Four eighty is awful. Yeah. Shocked to see it not be two fifty six still. There, it, it was not too long ago, yeah. but it's like the little hump in the chart was moving as it over time. All right, the 850 Evos on Newegg for 172. So that's that's pretty close. Okay, so it's within eight One, bucks. Say, what did I say? 169. I don't know what you said. I wasn't paying attention. Either. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so got a gold award. When's it available? Uh, it's supposed to be available now. Is it? Uh, I mean, I haven't googled we it today. Have a, we should have a link in the story if it is. That's all I'm asking. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. All right. That is the um, poorly S. named Intel SSD 545S, not 5455S for 5455. Whatever. Uh, 512 gig SSD. It is... Uh, I should have just called it the 555S. It's on Newegg for uh, $179. Okay. There you go then. That's uh, that's that's almost exactly 180 well, one hundred seventy nine ninety nine, which I round up to one eighty for articles. Like, see, that's not that's not precise. They don't get, sorry, they don't get the that's extra. That's not penny. precise. Yeah, sure, it people is. don't it's get the precise. extra penny out of me for for. Once that you guys finally get rid of pennies, it'll all not. It won't be a problem anymore. If someone's selling a two hundred dollars SSD and you say one ninety nine ninety nine, as much as Josh likes to say it, which is all good and fine, but uh, like yeah. I'm still just going to say it's a two hundred dollars SSD, right? 
I'm going to say it's a hundred dollar SSD. I run down. See, see, that's the problem, <laughs> and that's why they do it. Uh, all right, <clears throat> our last review of the evening uh, comes from Sebastian again. This is of the Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus, um, the new flagship phone on the Android market, um, according to Sebastian. And look at that photo, guys. That is a nice photo. That is a nice photo. It should be like a professional of a nice screen. Like, I don't know what I don't know how he got like, you know, if you try to you, you know how you can't take a picture of something to show color being amazing because the screen you're looking at it on might not be that great. Like he somehow, you know, I wasn't it's looking at that. Called, it's thing. called photo editing. Yeah, it's called cranking the exposure. Or no, the, I, uh, I, yeah, the exposure. I, 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 That's a good picture, sure? too, if it doesn't show the screen. Cause it's off angle. It's, it's a very artistic photo. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would be made even better if he could show his child drooling in the background on the reflection. Maybe it's there. You just got. You just got to enhance. Enhance. You zoom in and enhance. Uh, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I would encourage you guys to go check out the review because Sebastian did an excellent job on it. This is so. This is the S8 Plus. So it's the larger, uh, 6.2 inch screen, but it has an odd resolution, right? Of uh, 1440 by 2960. So it's tall compared to everything else. If you haven't seen this yet, it's got the Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 in it. Uh, it is a quad is an octa core for uh, high performance cores for low uh, or, or high efficiency. They don't want to call it low power, uh, high efficiency cores, Adreno 540 GPU, uh, four or six gigs of Ram. The six gig of Ram is when you have the 128 gigs of storage option, uh, which is available at 64 or 120 gig. It has the Snapdragon X16 LTE modem, which not as important today, but the capability to support gigabit LTE moving forward is pretty awesome. 802.11 AC, 2x2, MU MIMO, uh, Bluetooth 5.0, A2DP, AppDex, USB 3.1, Type-C. All, pretty much all the features you could ask for in a high-end phone are available. Android 7, hey. yes, you have a question. Hey, you know what? If you can scroll up a little bit, you know what you can say about uh, Sebastian? Oh no, Eric! He comes. likes him big and round. He does. Mm, he also likes pump. IKEA tables because mm. that's clearly the same finish of the table that I am presently sitting at. Yeah. Yes. Maybe not the same table, but definitely the same uh, black brown finish. It's a pretty safe bet. It's IKEA. A pretty safe bet. Uh, now it's an expensive phone. This was eight hundred twenty-five dollars if you buy the U.S. version unlocked on Amazon. Obviously, differs by carrier and all that goodness. There, there actually have been some really good sales on this from the carriers. Have there? I've, I have a friend who just bought one, like buy one, get one. I forget. Okay, yeah, who, I did see that. From who? Yeah. I think maybe T-Mobile. Yeah. So it's the, the options are available out there. <clears throat> um, so we, Sebastian goes into the display on this. He talks about it. It's a, it is a uh, pen tile display, but a diamond pen tile matrix that he uh, adores for keeping text sharp. The previous phone he looked at, the Pixel XL, did not do that. So uh, this is an improvement over that. You can kind of get some close-ups of uh, of the text on that screen. Again, f- fantastic photography work. Fantastic photography work. Uh, it's got the always-on screen. Uh, he goes into the uh, testing of the Sony MX3333 uh, sensor that is apparently gets high marks again as well. Excellent sharpness and detail from quick handheld shots. Look at that flower. Look at that bokeh. Just popping. That's not, that's that's not post-process. Look at that. Look at that tree somewhere. Uh, I mean, Sebastian and I have had conversations about this. The Samsung camera app does post-process. We have, we have arguments about this pretty regularly. The Samsung camera app makes the, makes the photos look punchy. Look 
Like there's more contrast. Okay. I mean, most phone... Like, I think they all do, unless you can figure out how to turn it off. Yeah. If you, if you compare an iPhone to a Samsung shot, you can usually tell a pretty stark difference between like, yeah. color correction. Samsung's doing more. Hey, can, just saying, can we do a quick spot check on the, uh, uh, the match over there? I just want to see. Well, they're, they're in penalty kicks right now. Yeah. What's, what is it? Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. F, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, eat it. Now we're up two to nothing. Mm. How did, mm. How's that work? Because we blocked one. No, but like... Oh, we've blocked two of theirs. How many do you have to get? Yep. You get five. Oh, best of five. So it's best of five, but yep. if you're tied, then you just keep going one more, yeah, one yeah. more, one more, one more. Okay, so we've got a big... You know, I think this is actually advantage. a conspiracy against most people. Probably. That you take a picture and you look at it and you look at the real life thing. You look at it again. You look at a real life thing. And you think, <laughs> you know what? My life is really drab as compared to everybody else's. <laughs> Yeah, I should just buy a head-mounted display, put the phone directly into it, and Ooh, just yeah. walk Samsung around like that for the rest of my life. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also looks at performance, which is which is pretty impressive. If we look through um, some of these benchmarks that Sebastian has up here, again, this has got the Snapdragon 835, so the highest end part from from them. Um, if you look at the performance of the Snapdragon 835 and the Kirin 960 and the Huawei Mate 9, it's pretty much neck and neck in both single and multi-threaded performance uh, overall. The Apple iPhone, Apple iPhone 7 with the A10 Fusion part has uh, a much faster single-threaded perf score, but a lower multi-threaded perf score. So kind of an interesting comparison and kind of what we've expected to see as uh, we look through uh, these results, right? Um, the, the Snapdragon 835 does really well on gaming tests, graphics. Uh, GFX Bench, Manhattan, ES 3.0, 1080p off-screen. You know, it's it's the leader by a significant margin, the second place being the Snapdragon 821 and then the Apple iPhone 7. Um, so in terms of just raw GPU performance, Qualcomm has the big advantage in that area as well. So you can see as we look at 3D marks, big benefits there. Battery life also super impressive. Um, oh, yeah. The Oh, Cincinnati just won. Mm-hmm. Just won. Yeah. Who's Man. playing again? Cincinnati, who is in the that is in the USL, which is the league under the MLS, and apparently we were in sixth yep. place in our division. And there's a US Cup that is going on that is like any team from any league can enter. Like I, th- I think yep. Zach was telling me that like some beer league team entered yeah. and made it past the first round type yeah. of thing. So FCC uh, just beat the Chicago Fire, which is the best. MLS they were the best. Team. Te- they were ranked. They were the top ranked MLS team. Yep. And they're playing in Cincinnati. And managed to get Schweinsteiger away from Man U. Yes. So is, well, so is Cincinnati U. then going to go to the upper level this, after this, this year? This this tournament has nothing to do with that other than like gaining notoriety nope. for that purpose. But th- there is there is I potential think 2020 for that. is the next MLS bid we're eligible for that we're trying there, to. This is a side topic, but they have to they have to they have to have a stadium. The MLS requires you new franchises to have a dedicated stadium. For for and mm-hmm. for them, which is going to be really tough sell, I think, in Cincinnati. But we'll see. In any event, battery life. <laughs> uh, uh, battery 15. life. Fifteen point two hour. You know, three hours more than the Pixel XL, right? With almost the same battery size mm-hmm. in it, uh, and better even than the Huawei Mate Nine that has a larger battery. So uh, impressive, impressive device. Uh, gold award from Sebastian. He says it's almost perfect. Um, but even though it's not perfect, he still wanted it, and I made him send it back to me anyway. So I, pol- I apologize to him already for that. Um, so there you go. Uh, 
excellent review, excellent photography, and uh, be sure to check it out. Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus. And if you're if you've been looking at those deals for the buy one get one, now you have a review to tell you if uh, if you should care. All right, now let's get to the news. We're gonna start with the most popular story <laughs> on PC perspective over the it? last seven days. Oh, it's over there. Yeah, go grab that for me. Ah. Uh, don't forget to untangle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the GeForce GTX USB drive. <gasps> uh, it's like literally. You can't see it. It's in front it's of my. It's too small. It's in front of my speaker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, the box. I don't know where the box went. Um, I'll make your laptop faster. Plug. Plug. That yeah. In. No, I don't think that's how it works. So remember, they Speed did. Boost. How hot does it get? How many CUDA cores does it have? Uh, zero and all. What's of the TDP high. on that? Uh, uh, Why doesn't the fan like, spin? It's like three or four see, watts. See, Jeremy's got the right idea. I wanted to. I want to like put a little miniature motor in there, make the fan spin, and put some LEDs. And- so remember, on April Fools, Nvidia posted a video that basically said, "Hey, we figured out how to put AI into a USB stick so it can play your games while you're AFK." Right? Mm-hmm. Like you go to get pick up the pizza because Haha, gamers and pizza. Am I right? Uh, and- I do like pizza. And it will continue to play the game for you. Well, they got a good – it was a lot of reaction to the idea of this tiny USB stick size GeForce GTX product. So they made one, and they sent out some to the media. They're giving a whole bunch of them away uh, if you have GeForce experience installed. They're kind of doing a random, inst- uh, random giveaway on that. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of memory for a video uh, who's, card. Who's got that installed? So it does have 64 gigs of frame buffer. So that's nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty speedy. Uh, and they even like they even you know a, put it a, in the founders edition like packaging. It's almost big enough to hold um, the Nvidia driver. Almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, so it was rated at what 111 megs read, 43 megs per second write. You can see it. It's adorable. It's a little push button on the back to extend the USB drive on it. There it is. Oh, see how cute that is. Here's my complaint. This is this you is have the, a complaint? This is the inside of it, by the way. It's just a normal USB drive with a shell around it. Here's my complaint. Uh-huh. How do you install this? If you if I oh, had if this was wow. how do I install it? It's too, it's too you plug it in like this, right? With the display outputs coming Wait, out essentially where the, the USB port is. You wanted the USB as a as a no, no, T no. shape? No, no. The GeForce GTX logo oh. is on the wrong side. Yeah, it is it's on, on the, the wrong side, side for a graphics card, but the right side for a USB drive. I mean I don't understand how you make like as I plug this in, it's pointing at me that way. And if I plug it in this way, it's pointing away from me that way. Yeah. Like it's, it, it just it totally depends on the orientation. Oh, it was of the a Type C connection. I don't oh, know why they didn't write right. it on why they didn't write it on both sides. Well, because then that would be non canonical. What? <laughs> if they because that's not like that's it's got also a PCI fingers coming out the one end. That's true. It doesn't but have it's PCI in the equivalent of where the slot is. The logo is where the slot connection should be. would be. Yes, correct. So they just put yeah, the logo don't, up don't here. get him onto the Timothy Zahn, you know, <laughs> Empire series, and and what's going on now with Disney. Let's just and, let's just avoid that altogether. And I, and I wasn't kidding, by the way, that this upsets me because literally this news post that I posted on the site was the most popular story on the site over the last week. I think like the GeForce Twitter account linked to it over the weekend, and their Facebook yeah. linked to it or whatever. So that you know, just a, a huge push by a bunch of people. But still, guys, USB drives. Moved on. It's an adorable <laughs> promotional tool. You only say that because you have one and no one else can have one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, those things are going on eBay for like over 300 bucks. Can they mine? No. No. Very slowly. The ROI sucks. <sighs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, away from that, let's get to the real stuff. So the AMD Radeon 
No, is it Radeon? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Radeon, Radeon Vega, Vega Frontier, Frontier Edition. Edition. Yeah, it's okay. not RX Vega. It's Radeon That's Vega. the consumer version. Okay, so yeah. Frontier Edition. Uh, so, wait, I got to ask about this. Because I kept seeing you guys put FE, FE on stuff. Frontier Edition. Come we on. really we haven't accidentally said Founders Edition everybody. a bunch of times at all. Yeah, That's like, true, actually. I haven't. Like, no. seriously, really? like, how many, like, how many things are they going to overlap almost identically to the other company? Not performance wow. level. Well, the next model is going to be the Vega P100. <laughs> I don't mean that, but like you got the AMD motherboards and like intermixed with the, the Intel motherboard numbers. The B350. And, then, like, and now you got like you're seriously going to put FE Ryzen Seven Frontier. Frontier says it's like find another word that future. starts with F. Like I'm going no, out. Don't want another word that starts with an <laughs> no, F. No, I'm saying that's what they're like marketing guys. Oh, yeah. oh this FE thing is yeah yeah yeah. Let's. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. Spoken like a marketing guy. I had not made the connection to to, to Founders Edition. Really? Because I I never called it FE. I just called it reference. (laughs) That's funny because I did. I've I've made the mistake talking about it several times. So in any event, the card that we've known about for a while uh, officially launched (laughs) on the 27th yesterday. Uh, which means it went up for sale, for pre-order, whatever you want to call it. Um, apparently, that started to show up in a couple of people's hands. Mine actually shipped today from Newegg. Uh, I paid $999 for the air-cooled variant, whereas the water-cooled variant is $1,499. Good Lord, is that's that an correct? expensive water cooler. Huh? With that's the same specs on the inside. That's the thing that, ups- that's something that upsets me, that confuses me, yeah. is... Both on the Newegg page, both are listed as 13.1 teraflops for both the air-cooled and the water-cooled version. Yeah. The air-cooled version is listed at a 300-watt TDP. Mm-hmm. The water-cooled version is listed at a 375-watt The water-cooled does not take 75 watts. No, no, no. But in theory, <laughs> it, yes. So in theory, you would say like, okay, they're using the 75 watts and the required water-cooling to get more power. Out of the out of the GPU, more yeah. more performance. Yes, yeah, it will throttle. But they're less, not listing. Like, they're not listing any specification differences between. Uh, yeah, those two. I agree. So the, as far as the only one that I have shipping, the only one that I think has shipped so far has been the air cooled. So I'm very curious to see what the difference is between the air cooled and the water cooled. But variant. I mean, if you compare it, like, so even on Nvidia cards, right? If you get like the the reference founders, whatever, like it might thermal throttle more than like the ACX, whatever EGA EVGA model does. Did even if they have the same, you know, the mm-hmm. same clock rates mm-hmm. and everything, it's just a better cooler, right? Yes, but there's a 75 watt TDP difference, and that takes yeah. that that changes that, yeah, right. So I have to assume there's going to be a performance difference. Otherwise, it's stupid, yeah. Because so it's a yeah. it's it's five hundred dollars, right? Unless it's way quieter, and there are some people that are going to be willing to pay yeah. that much That's more the, for a super a much more quiet. But if it's quiet, it doesn't. It would, it could still be a 300 watt part. Not just quiet, but you can stack them a little bit closer together. So if you're looking at it yeah. as, you know, there's a no production card, and you're yeah. trying to stick a bunch in, there's no fans. Yeah, they can, can figure, just fit in a little bit closer. You but can figure you can, out where to, put, where to put a bunch of those, those like water blocks. Yeah, you're going to put yeah. like multiples the of the water cores. This way, everywhere. <laughs> just, just, just have, have them, them hanging, hanging outside out. the case. <laughs> just stick yeah. it out of the case. Yeah, definitely never done that. Yeah. I, I like, but the I, one thing I could never find, yes. and I did do some digging around for this, is, yeah, there's a boost clock of 1,600 megahertz. That's literally the only number I could find. And it lists the same for both, I don't know what right? the base would be. Yeah. Like, what? So it may very... just be that the, the water cooler <laughs> is actually going to sit there. 
Whereas that's true. The, the air cooled one might just hit it like the the wee little fury that they made. Yeah, that's true. Right, wonderful card, but I could, I could see that. And then you'd be able to just claim the same peak teraflop performance level, right? Thirteen point one teraflops. You could uh, just say it, and the water cooled version just hits it more often. Yeah, or continuously. Yeah. But that's a pretty big difference, and it, it's still even mm-hmm. then that's still five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. right? So now the question becomes: Will the air cooled version? You know how much does it throttle? Is it like the na- the Nano had a lot of problems with its frequency going up and down because of its uh, power limitations? Not necessarily its cooling limitations, but its power draw limitations. Yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see what this does. Hopefully, I should have mine tomorrow, and we'll be able to see. We'll be able to do some testing. Yeah. Um, and I have a Titan XP, the legit XP. Capital P or lowercase P? or uh, I think or they even? do a lowercase P. Oh, okay. Yeah, the actual full GP102 version of it. Um, so we'll be able to do some testing on that tomorrow. There was a um, leak of some benchmarks. The first one I saw today, I don't know if any more have come up since this afternoon, um, that a user, <laughs> a because this is how the internet works, a commenter in the WCCF tech website was the first one to post that he had one and he started posting these <laughs> pictures right the card looks cool i still think i like the design of it right it still it requires two eight pin power connectors so that's maybe a little bit concerning um but i, I still think design looks neat uh, a couple of caveats with this guy's one benchmark number um it was using a 550 watt power supply apparently according to the amd website this video card requires an 850 watt power supply which is kind of insane to me. That makes no sense. It's a, if they it literally if they put a TDP level of 300 watts in the card, there's no reason that the rest of your system would use 550 watts. I don't understand any of their logic behind some of these things. Um, but the the theory being that maybe his his results were like uh, throttled because it couldn't supply enough power. I don't think that's the case actually. Worth noting, the very inefficient GeForce GTX 690, which was a dual GPU card only required a 650 watt power supply. Mm-hmm. Right? So, keep that in mind. There's well. really no such thing as like the GPU could not possibly know that the power supply cannot provide either the thermal Yeah, no, it would either become unstable or yeah. not. Yeah. Like, that's my thought as well. Stuff would the system would crash like your 12 volt rail yeah. would start dropping and like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um so he they run through some screenshots they have done GPU Z obviously it doesn't really understand what it is but it, it does notice that it has 16 gigs of HBM2 memory um and then what is this this is like what 10 12 consecutive runs of the card uh mm-hmm. and you can see where it's in perf- gaming mode in gaming mode which is wow, that's a lot of uh, variance it is uh what what is uh, gaming mode is you have to you have to put a mode so apparently Go ahead. Drivers. Yeah, apparently the driver has a mode for development or gaming. Oh. And the gaming is more like I'm a developer and I need to test this game. Not exactly. I'm going to so it's not fully optimized for play a some game. video games. Yeah. Right. Oh, no one knows. Oh. So yeah, it, it, no one no one in AMD has has talked about it, but they I'm sure that if you force the issue, their claim would be that it's probably you know, similar. the drivers for uh Frontier Edition are not optimized for games today. Yeah. Uh blah blah blah. However, I say blah, 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 dismissively. I apologize. However, 3D Mark is not one of those cases. Right. There is no earthly possibility <laughs> that AMD's driver for any GPU that exists today or two years in the future is not incredibly optimized for 3D Mark. 
There's n- there's that's, no possibility that that's, that's the that's, case. That's true. For DirectX 11 3D Mark. Yeah. Okay. It's like you had only one job. Right. Almost. <laughs> right. Yeah. So with that in mind, I believe the scores seen here are probably pretty indicative of the performance of the card. They should be. Right. Uh, and it is roughly an, uh, an overclocked GTX 1080 performance level, plus or minus. Okay. Right. Based on based on these results. And this is a thousand dollar card. Uh, this is a thousand dollar card. Now keep in mind this is not a, this is not aimed at gamers. Right. Like they're not trying to sell this to gamers. They're not pretending to try to sell it to gamers or anything like that. It is very much a prosumer development product. Okay. Mining uh, card. My, slash mining card. Yes. Um, you know the one thing that that pops into my head when I see this and scroll yeah. up a little bit. Oh, oh, hold on. No, that's 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 that? the wrong kind of scrolling up. Oh. Yes. You broke it all. Uh-oh. Oh. What the heck? Okay, I can describe it. Please do. So it's got a, it's got a clock of 1600. So what is the max clock of an RX 580? I don't, I don't remember. Um like it's what, 14 13 something, 14 something. Yeah. So at least with a bigger chip and essentially the same process AMD has improved that speed so hopefully there's some more hope in the future if you look at if you look at the variance of the scores and the 12 runs that were apparently done you'll also see that like the clock speeds are different and i don't know at what point he's measuring this clock at the end the beginning if he's averaging i don't really know because some of them are 16 some of them are 15 28 16 82 um like it seems to be you know that those are the three you know 82 megahertz isn't that part of the report isn't it Give you if you if you decide to save those results, yeah, that's probably can. where he's getting it from. Oh, oh, you mean from 3D Mark? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I think 3D I don't Mark know. gives you some like gotcha, uh, you know, analytic gotcha. stuff at the end. So, and, he, and apparently they ran 3D Mark Firestrike Extreme, um, which puts it between a 1080 and a 1080 Ti, and then 3D Mark Firestrike Ultra, which puts it again a bare, almost on par with the GTX 1080. So. That's pretty much all we have now. There's a ton of other screenshots. Um, apparently, there's somebody who did an unboxing video that looks like there's a video card inside some styrofoam. Um, so, so what? So this being a developer, air quotes, whatever. Like, what yeah. else does it do better? Supposedly, I mean, like, nothing. It slices. It dices. Some, it, no, I mean, like, I'm talking like, okay, so in our video, you have like, uh, you know, the um, so the Titan, the Titan X, the Titan. XP, right? In uh, the Titan line, kind of as a, as a whole, has been this in between for GeForce and Quadro, right? Right, and they did it by like you had more memory yeah. on the Titans than you did on the other on the on the on the GeForce line. Sometimes they would unlock uh, one of the which was it the Titan or the Titan Black that unlocked FP sixty four original Titan was it the first one? Yeah, yeah, that unlocked double precision. They really haven't done that again because that I think maybe. Infiltrated too much into the Quadro and Tesla line, them yeah. Just yeah. For the, yeah. Um, and but now even for Nvidia, like if you look at the Titan XP, it's what what's it nine ninety nine as well, and it it only has one gig more memory than the ten eighty Ti, and it only has slightly better performance than the ten eighty Ti. So it's like okay. uh, it's kind of mixing in. Um, but for for AMD, you know, they're just trying to go after the higher margin uh, world with this sure. product to start with. So it's so it's, I mean. Okay, so the TDP is 300 watts? Yeah. Compared to... Unless you get the water-cooled one, in which case it's 375. Compared to a 250 for a 1080 Ti, but some and of those... And a Titan XP. Right, but some of those results 
we're more closer to 1080 speeds, yeah, right? Yeah, the 1080 has 180 watt TDP. Right, right. So that's a problem. If if that if that's what plays out, so it's roughly 50 percent more power draw for this card yeah. given for the performance. So I, I've already got emails and and requests into AMD where I say, hey, I'm testing games tomorrow. First thing I'm doing. Sorry, sorry about it. I know you're not going to be happy about it, but I'm going to test games on this tomorrow. Yeah. Is the driver that's publicly posted the best one I can use for today? If you want to make a, if you want to make a statement that I put at the beginning of my story, somebody was that, saying in the chat you can install the RX drivers. There's only one driver posted for Vega on their site. I looked today. Yeah, oh. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it has to be, recognize the card, right? The oh, I drivers still not. Yeah. But, yeah. but in other words, like the claim I assume AMD will make is this driver is not optimized for games today. So any of the results you see should not and will not be indicative of RX Vega performance, sure. right? And it's the case with every AMD launch or every every GPU launch, damn near. For that well, part. it I depends mean, on where they start, right? Like, yeah, you know, if I reviewed a Quadro P6000 and it didn't look as good as a 10 ATI, they would make similar claims. This driver and platform is optimized yeah. for professional applications. But there's no way, like, AMD could not obviously knew that when when this card was launching, people were going to buy this and use it as a predictor of RX Vega consumer performance. Yeah. Sure. And I think it's important. Like this isn't this isn't a Quadro. This isn't a Fire Pro, right? So it doesn't nope. have the professional code paths and the certifications and everything. It's that in between card. So like comparing it to a Quadro P six thousand isn't exactly fair. It's like when we got the Titan X and we tested the Titan X when that came out eight months before the ten ATI, and we knew exactly how ten ATI was going to perform. Yeah. Yeah. It turns it's, out it's, that it's, mapped pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It was very <laughs> proportional. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any uh, kind of assertions about this product yet uh, from people I've talked to that have seen it hands on for 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 a little while now. They're really impressed with the build quality, um, but if the performance is close to that of a 1080, that puts a really interesting spin on what next month is going to be like. Because if you're talking 120 watts more power, yeah. At for the same level of performance, chances are enthusiasts will be willing to to roll with that. To yeah, a certain degree. desktop you're not going to care about. You're not going to care watts. a whole bunch unless it gets super hot or super loud. Yeah. Um, and then it comes down to uh, the the price. In right? this, there's no way they're going to sell this to the consumer for a thousand dollars because they would sell very very few yeah. of them. Um, but It'll be interesting. Like so, basically, if we, tomorrow I'm going to do all my gaming tests on this card, and if it comes out to be matching a 1080, I'd be like, "Well, AMD needs to sell this for 499." Yeah, right. And that's mm-hmm. that's the assertion we make. That's the assumption we make. So we'll see tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully it shows up. You never know. Do you have is 32 it, uh, cameras? It... Go ahead, Jeremy. Do you have 32 cameras? Excuse me. Because no. that is one of the things that this comes with, uh, and we'll use Scott's story as well. But Radeon Loom uh, will ship with this card, and that's their VR app for doing 360-degree uh, pictures. Okay. And it'll handle up to 32 individual cameras, which is interesting, relatively impressive. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see if that's one of the tests you can do is uh, do a VR of the uh, church. Hmm. So is this also... A little judgmental about next generation memory technologies versus what's available now. I mean, it's HBM2. Yep. I mean, it's only one half of the theoretical width that they can do. It's a 512. 
gigabytes per second or 500 gigs per second compared to the 1024 uh, mm-hmm. that HBM2 would do with either 16 or 32 gigs. 16 gig card, but we've got GDDR5X on a 1080 Ti doing significantly better. Okay. Just throwing this out there. <laughs> I, no. You think they invested in the wrong technology? Are they, they looking at the wrong area? Is is it more GPU design versus what we're doing with memory? I, I if if I have to just put out a guess at this point without knowing the final product performance, it's it's unfortunate uh timing on integrating HBM. Like putting all of your eggs in one basket of HBM being restricted to the timelines and cost structures of that platform uh, and those and those memory products, um, which stinks because they don't have they they apparently didn't have a very easy to grasp backup plan to release you know mini Vega that is using GDDR six <laughs> that's available you know in August at a much better price point or something to that effect. So um, I don't know. Well, that leads into another question, sure. which is how this high uh, bandwidth cache controller is going to work. Because in the PR that they're saying, it can address up to I'm just trying to Two find terabytes, it here. I think, right? 256 terabytes. Oh, that's a lot. 256 terabytes so that's, worth of system resources. That that's is, that's a super I, impressive I, I, number, and it's super impressive technology that means jack all to games. True, exactly, right? and and probably. Very little to even the classification of products that would be quadro level, maybe, maybe some. But like when you get into like Tesla level of high performance compute stuff, AMD's technology there may make a significant difference. Um, but you know what AMD may be able to do with something like that, and as I don't know if this is the case, but if if they can sell eight gig variants of RX Vega instead of 16 gig variants of RX Vega, but utilize system memory or SSD caching in a way that prevents there being any or very minimal uh, performance delta between an 8 gig and a 16 gig card, even in high resolution circumstances, then maybe it's useful for that. But I really have no idea what it's going to mean for the average consumer uh, in any immediate time frame. It's, it's super neat tech, though. Um, the other thing that AMD did today was they released, probably not a coincidence, the Radeon Pro Render for Blender and SolidWorks. So this is kind of their uh, free ray tracing engine for those applications. Uh, Maya, 3D Studio Max, SolidWorks, all that type of stuff. This is what we used at one point for... Uh, 3DS Max testing. 3DS Max testing. Yeah. Okay. So they've released a, a new version of this probably to make sure they're able to take advantage of uh, the new Vega architecture as well. So if you want to make pictures that look like that, you have that software, you can do that as well. So there you go. Um, all right. So let's get into the other interesting news. Mining specific graphics cards? Do you call them graphics cards anymore? Do you just call them mining cards? Is this the new physics processing unit? I mean, if they don't have an output, PPU. PPU. This is the MPU, mining processing unit. Minor (laughs) processing unit. It's a hasher. No, M I N E R. It's a hasher. I vote for hasher. Hasher. That's nice. Uh, so uh, both AMD and NVIDIA are now working with their partners to sell mining-specific cards. 
that uh, are some of them are headless, like this Asus model here, that does not have uh, display outputs. Um, meaning, probably this is so you can if you cut those connections off, you're saving money. You can maybe improve cooling capability a little bit by not having those things blocking um, the the output section of the card. But also, it's possible for NVIDIA to save money by um, taking GPUs that would otherwise be unusable if they have a bad display controller on them mm-hmm. and smacking them onto the PCB and saying, mining card. Yeah, but how often do you think that? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what their yields are and what, the, what they have, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's some unknown number, probably in the low single-digit percentages. Yeah. Right? Um. Of, the, of there even being like questionable display controllers, display engines on these things. So you can see the Asus one, and I lied because rather than put a DVI port, they put an Asus logo blocking all the same amount of space on the connector. Anyway, uh, well, that's what I, what I do find interesting. Silly. So both AMD and NVIDIA are doing this. Uh, we've seen Asus and Sapphire uh, and several others on the NVIDIA side. NVIDIA is doing it with, with the GP106 and GP104, apparently. But NVIDIA appears to be much more particular with its partners about not using the word GeForce or the GTX brand because all of them have names like this, Asus Mining P106 6G, (laughs) right? Uh, Now, if you look at the specifications, 1,280 CUDA cores, uh, base of 1,506, boost of 1,708 megahertz, 6 gigs of GDDR5 running 8 gigahertz, identical to a GTX 1060. Mm -hmm. But... Not called one. Not called a GTX 1060, which I think okay. is actually only, a good idea. Yeah. If only you could do the old power VR trick with these. Just plug it in and it outputs to your regular GPU. Or it'll uh, SLI. I mean, just no, well, the original SLI. But t- well, you had to pass through on yes. that. I mean, so if no, we're talking- I mean, do you remember the old power VR? Stuff, uh, PBRX1, mm-hmm. PBRX2, oh. didn't have an output. So you had the 3DFX Voodoo that you had to have in, in uh, uh, the pass-through cable. Yeah. Okay, you guys may be too young for this. I remember it. No, there's some people oh, no. nodding their heads back here. I'm just yeah, not one of them. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Power VR stuff, you could just plug that in, and it would just pass through through the PCI bus. So you didn't have yeah. to have... And Ken, that, Ken brought up earlier the idea of using these in like an external Thunderbolt dock or something of that effect where it passes the display back through Thunderbolt to like your internal display on a laptop. You could use it for that as well. Uh, uh, I think the use cases for that are minimal. So, I mean, GP106 doesn't have SLS support, but correct. an RX 470 has Crossfire support. True. So the, hmm. other, the other cards like Asus has the Asus Mining RX 470, which – has the word mining, but also includes the RX branding in it. Uh, and Sapphire also had some RX 470 cards, which they were sorting by estimated hash rates, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they had 25 to 27 mega hashes per second versus a uh, 26 to 28 mega hashes per second. And those were, you know, <clears throat> the product SKUs they had. You know, this one's interesting because this Asus card has a DVI connection, so you could use it as a normal GPU. I like the fact that the bracket still has HDMI and display port ports, but they're just, they're just holes. They're just empty. We had these brackets laying around. Let's just, we're cost no, saving gonna, anyway. We're going to retool for? another bracket for air, Extra air goes. Now, what I find anyway. interesting about the AMD versions is, so they're using the RX 470. So these are GPUs that would have been severely devalued 
to the gaming community after the release of the four set or after the release of the 500 series. Yep. So the 580 and the 570 come out, 560. You know, you'd have to cut prices pretty significantly on a 470, 480. You know, just to sell them for gaming purposes, but for mining. Nobody cares. These are equivalent parts, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's an interesting photo right there because I just I ordered the mining 470 card off Newegg and it had a photo of one DVI board on it. Mm. Interesting. So which one? This you one. Get? This is a photo I took from the Overclockers UK store, uh, where they had four sapphire SKUs listed, <clears throat> and if I click on it, you can kind of see. Uh, yeah. So this is this shows at low power, 128 watt, 25 to 28 mega hashes, one year warranty. And so if you, as you scroll down the line, as the price goes down, you go from 8 gigs to 4 gigs of memory and lower uh, mega hash rates and probably higher power consumption. So and now they're bidding for different things. Yeah, memory vendor is one of the things that on the Newegg listing was Samsung versus not Samsung. Samsung gets higher performance in Ethereum mining. So it's 10 bucks more for that particular card. Yeah. What's interesting about all of this is – Not any cheaper so far. They're not cheaper so far. Uh, that's true. I think it's going to take a little bit. I think the like I think these are very these are ramping up. Both AMD and Nvidia w- are maybe a little bit perturbed that they're not benefiting from the mining craze, right? The, all the cards they sold to Asus and EVGA and Sapphire and PowerColor, like they they signed contracts, they sold rates two months ago, and when it sells for more on Newegg than the MSRP, Nvidia and AMD don't really get any of that mm-hmm. by default. So my, what I'm understanding now is from people I've talking to, from people I'm talking to, they're Nvidia and AMD are both kind of they're just incrementally raising the price of these GPUs on these newer orders that are coming in, um, in order to make sure they get a little bit of that side money as well. And then these cards are just meant to get as much inventory out there as quickly as possible. AMD going to the to the last previous generation, Nvidia kind of cleaning up the dust bins full of GPUs and what they can find there. Um, the real benefit, I think, or the real kind of caveat to this is if you buy this card for mining today, one of the things people who buy mining cards often say is, well, when the mining all crashes to the floor, which will inevitably happen at some point in the not-too-distant future, I just sell these cards on eBay. I make back whatever I can. I will have turned a profit of some amount mm-hmm. regardless. You can't really sell this card to it's a true. gamer. Yeah. You can't sell it to a gamer, but I think there are more uses than you would imagine. Like if you can you sell need, it to a it dumb makes gamer. for a great, great <laughs> doorstop. Sell it to a dumb gamer. <laughs> like there are other <sighs> GP GPU compute things that people do with GPUs, right? Like that's true. It could still accelerate your Premiere with OpenCL. It could do any OpenCL workload you want. You could put five of them in can a box and have a cheap your, compute cluster. Can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's still. You're not going to sell it for what you paid for. It still it. shrinks the prospective but, audience yeah. pretty dramatically. But but that's also kind of a plus for NVIDIA and AMD. The more cards they get out there that are like headless mining specific cards, maybe they have really short warranties. They do. Um, as well. Like yeah. 108 days on the Sapphire stuff. Yeah. Uh, the when, when the inevitable bubble bursts and all this hardware comes back out, that's less of an impact it's going to have on whatever AMD and NVIDIA are currently selling as well. Right, which is which is the potential fallout of of this for everybody, uh, is that um, uh, how much they can lose in that post interim side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what impact this has. How many there actually are? My indications are that the vast majority of these cards that have been made thus far are going to APAC. They're going to Asian Pacific markets where the huge 
where the majority of these huge mining farms tend to be located. And maybe we see a few hundred from each vendor on, on in the North America side actually for sale. So um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. So yeah. Nope. Another, another one of those cars driving by. We're going to soundproof this a little bit more. Uh, apparently Ken has ordered one of these in, so we'll, we'll be taking a look at them in the, in the, in the near term. Um, yeah, that's all I got for now on these. Yeah, here's a little table that Tim put together of some of the other <laughs> NVIDIA options. Only one of them, this EVGA car, which I wouldn't be surprised to see this change, lists GTX in the branding at all. So, interesting stuff. All right, up next, um, we have the microcode bug that affects Intel Skylake and Cabby Lake. Jeremy, did you write this up or... Uh, no, but I read about it because, well, I like FDIV stuff. <laughs> Thankfully, this is not an FDIV math error. Okay. Uh, it is actually, in a way, worse um, if you're running Linux. Because essentially what's happening is if there are certain registers that if they're addressed on the same physical die on two different virtual processors, aka hyperthreading, bad things happen. Very bad things happen to your operating system. Uh, you may lose data. You may see sort of hitting an unbootable state again. So this will be a matter of waiting until the motherboard manufacturers can put out a BIOS fix. At, as one commenter asked, no, there will not be a recall. Uh, but for Skylake and Cabby Lake CPUs, if you're running Debian, Ubuntu, and a couple of others uh, that are linked to in this post, just disable hyper-threading right now. Um, you will be much happier for it. Well, well Jeremy, it, it's not that bad. You're talking, about the, you're talking about the Debian mailing list exchange that went on a couple days ago, right? Yeah. It affects one application that is using specific compiler flags that use a unoptimized path um, for the actual assembly code. Um, they had no, to go it sounded of, worse than it was when I read it. It, it sounded worse for that one application because <laughs> it did corrupt their data. Um, but if you use your default CC flags, it works fine. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah, like Good the, to know. The, the Intel optimization catalog says do not use this code path. <laughs> so I don't know why they were. But oh, you, re- you read a router, do you? Yeah. I get bored sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a bug, but it's not the sky is falling and everything's going to die. Um, and, yeah. Oh. I know. No. Because so. we like drama. Yeah, we do like drama. Yeah. Well, people read drama more than they read. Well, it's actually not a problem. <laughs> That's very true. <clears throat> well, if I, there's I not was going to much... post about it, but Sebastian beat me to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other uh, the last thing on our list here is the Gigabyte GAAB350N gaming Wi-Fi Mini ITX AM4 motherboard. We're never going to learn about the. I mean, this one's naming. not so bad. It's like the GA is for gigabyte. Sure. The B350 is for the B350 sense. chipset. Yeah. The A at the beginning of it, I don't understand. <laughs> the N at the back. A. A. The N the nano. is for nano. nano. We'll go with nano, mm, even though it's not nano it's ITX. Nanny, it's no. mini ITX. Um, it's for nini. For anyway. Uh, Numsi. So this is the, this yes. is the no. second... Mini ITX motherboard for Ryzen we've After seen. Biostar, uh, I think Biostar, yeah, Biostar is the only other one. Asrock announced at Computex, and they're supposed to be shipping sometime in yeah, July. We have, haven't seen it though. 
this is really cool. I, I want to, uh, I saw Robert Halleck tweet out a picture of his build that he was doing a mini ITX build uh, with the Ryzen 7. I think he was using the 1700. That seems like a good option. Um, with this, with uh, I think he was using the Biostar board, uh, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Uh, but this one looks really cool. Like you still got your full by 16 slot. Oh, let me scroll up a little bit more. You got your full by 16 slot. You've got your Ooh, it's uh, metal. memory slots on there, two channel memory. Um, looks like plenty of room for for the standard. Actually, I think they advertised that that it works with the um, with the included cooler as well, right? Which Ray's now cooler. Yeah, there you go. Um, yes. So there's enough space around it to use with that. You don't have to worry about getting any kind of you know specific sizes or anything like that. Obviously, depending on your on your chassis, uh, but you still got four SATA ports on there. Uh, is there an M.2 on the back, perhaps? I don't know. Uh, no. There is an M.2. Mm. I don't believe it's on the back, though. Where would it be located? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's, okay. on, it's on the underside. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, you know, and you still got 802.11. Uh, what do we got? AC. Yep. And Bluetooth 4.2 on here. So, I mean, that's... You get, you're getting eight cores, 16 threads, up to mm-hmm. in that. Uh, and you can put... An RX Vega in there, or you know, a GTX 1080 or whatever you're gonna do, you get a pretty looks awesome like a two by six power array, which is yeah, perfectly fine for a 95 watt pot part. Yeah, absolutely, pot or oh. or pot for that matter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can I complain for a second? Yes. Nope. Oh, you I, I recently built a, a micro ATX machine. Like a, I got a, I was using the Corsair Air 240. Yep. I like that chassis, and we had one. Uh, and there are no micro ATX Ryzen boards. Micro ATX Ryzen boards. Yep. You could put this one That's in there. That's true. You could. It would seem <laughs> stupid. It's kind of a waste. So yeah. I built an Intel machine instead because I literally couldn't build a Ryzen there machine no in that case. There are no micro ATX Ryzen boards. No micro ATX. Hmm. Nope. Oh, should, like we said, this is the second this. mini. Yeah, I don't think he's going to invent one. Three announced total. <laughs> this will be the second one to hit. <laughs> fine. 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 Uh, all right, so there you go. I, I think that's, you know, not to say that, that, that Ryzen is lacking in any particular space, but the idea of getting mini ITX, eight cores, 16 threads into a mini ITX platform is is pretty compelling. You're not going to be able to do that with Threadripper. Just everybody keep that in mind. You, you don't know I'd that. love to be proven as long wrong. As you, if they could build the motherboard into the chip, ASRock <laughs> you could do it, but that's about all. ASRock can do it, they will. That's true. I'm convinced. Why does the CPU have a bunch of DIMM slots on top of it? <laughs> it's ribbons coming off yeah, the CPU just, just to like, a by 16 PCIe connection that you can just mount anywhere inside of a case. <laughs> that's a pretty idea. I mean, they got 64 lanes. They can use that. They yeah. can afford to waste that. Uh, all right, everybody. So let's get into our hardware software picks of the week. I'm going to go first on this one. Um. So I, I imagine this has been chosen before. We've probably talked about it before. I am now using it for the first time for like a personal project, um, and I'm finding it very helpful most of the time. Um, VMware Workstation Player is a free application, yep. right? That basically lets you create virtual machines on your PC with whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to have your own installer, right? So you can install Windows 10 on it, 8.7, Linux, whatever you want to install in these virtual machines and then that's it as long as you have the operating system to run it you can run it yep the reason i'm using this now is i have this crappy piece of software that i use for a golf league that i'm in to manage that doesn't run in windows 10 and rather than use an old system with windows 8 or 8.1 or 7 and have to have a second laptop 
finally, Alan suggested that I install a VMware Workstation Player. We yep. created a Windows 7 install on it of, what, 20 gigs or 30 gigs yeah. on this machine or something like that. Uh, and now, whenever I need to operate with that software, I just click on VMware, uh, hit play on that particular VM, which is the only one on my system, and it boots up, and it boots up yep. quick. And it's a nice, clean install. Um, everything has a, worked perfectly have tried, well. Have you tried the Unity mode? I have not. What does that, that, that do? That might be in workstation i'm not sure if that's in just the player yeah you might need like the full version of a okay. vmware is that but, where you can merge applicate like seamlessly use applications back and forth or? yeah like you can minimize the vm and have like your whatever your golf app oh really it's just sitting on your desktop yeah, as if it was on i don't its own. think you can do that with with the free version yeah maybe the player not. um but <clears throat> you know this it's 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 kind of neat, even cool even thing. just to like mess around with. Like yeah. if there if there's other operating system things you want to try or applications you want to try and you don't and you don't want to screw up your install, you want to compartmentalize things. I even debated and Ken talked me out of it, and I, and I think it's probably a smart idea. Of I switch laptops a lot, like we get review laptops in and stuff. The idea of creating a virtual machine with all of my stuff, yeah, that I could then just copy a big file over to the next laptop and not have to reinstall applications and copy data over and, you know, do all that type of stuff. That's true. It's just, it's kind of, it's a little bit hacky. There's a couple of things. Cause essentially I'd have to worry about like two windows updates on every machine. Well, well, the biggest issue there OS and my windows 10 VM would need to be updated. The biggest issue there is you're trying the other laptop to see how responsive it is and things like that. And you don't want an old VM layer in the Correct. middle of like Correct. you know the actual use of the laptop, yes. right? Yes, and there's yeah. also that you know, like you also have this little bar across the top that is access all your VM tools. That's basically there the whole time. It minimizes, but it's kind of there the whole yeah. time. So it's I mean it's kind of nice though. Here I am inside uh, Windows Seven on this machine that I just fired up, yep. and then it put it into suspend mode, and now I'm back. Yeah, and then and you can do that back and forth. So. It's like I said, it's been around forever. It's not a new thing, uh, but I, I imagine a lot of people that haven't tried it, it's t- totally free to download and try. Even if you just want to put a Windows 10 inside of Windows 10 and just say you did it, say you mess around with virtualization and Windows Inception. And then you could, can you put Windows? You can't install VM Player inside a VM, though, right? No, you can't. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think they stop. It breaks. It's yeah, because you're. It's, it gets very mad. Can you hardware virtualize hardware virtualization? You can, no. Well, you can software virtualize it. Mm. You can't use the extensions. You can't use the yeah, virtualization okay. extensions. Right. Two layers in a row, but <laughs> it'll go really slow. In other words, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. that kind of defeats purpose, at least for yeah. me. All right, uh, can, can I direct X? Can I massively correct myself? I meant to say X370. There are no X370 micro ATX boards. There oh. are a crap ton of B3. Getting some comments, are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But no. there's apparently one X370 now. So I'm just wrong all over the place. That's like fine. usual. If it turns out, see, Ken, if you just never look at the chat, you're right. You just disappointed Kyle. <laughs> if you, if eh, you never. You know. Kyle says he bought Daikatana yesterday. He said it was on sale. I hope it was like minus $3. Wow. Just a thought. Like a buck 99 or shade. So. Uh, who's next? Jeremy. All right. So this drone at its normal sale price is ridiculously overpriced. For 70 bucks, it's not too bad at all. Uh, the Code Black drone with a 720p camera on it for 70 bucks pretty much means if you do manage to crash it into a lake, you don't care overly much. So True. if you've got a drone but it's dead, you want a new drone or you've never got a drone... 70 bucks is not too damn bad for this thing. It's 
two different flight modes. One is just dead simple. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but you can turn that off and play around with it a little more. Uh, you might want to spend the extra, I think it's 15 bucks to get that. So uh, that when you run it into things, it doesn't completely die. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's a decent deal that's going on for a little while now. And if you want the search that site for a little bit more, there's cheaper versions without the camera. Cool. Honestly. Yeah. 720 P for 70 bucks. Play with it. Correction. I do want to, I do. I, I take back what I said about Kyle's Daikatana pick of the week. We're just full of corrections this week. Uh, because a dollar 39 is essentially giving you money anyway. Like it's close enough. So it seems like a reasonable purchase. I, I take it back. I apologize. And I'm you know sure Maury would like us to know that lovely Daikatana shade is on green sale. Throughout. Sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. I was just going to say that Maury probably desperately wants you to know that Daikatana 2 is also on sale, so someone will play with them. That's fair. There's a Daikatana 2. They made a second one? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Why? Lo Wang is back. No, Daikatana. That, that's... No. That's that's Shadow Warrior. Oh, I'm thinking too. of the wrong one. Oh, I'm thinking of Shadow yeah, Warrior. Yeah, Daikatana ah, is very the wrong. Uh, Romero one, where it's gonna kick your bitch ass. Is that what the? Yeah. What was the developer or the? I'm gonna make your make it your bitch. Yeah, it, it's, no, it's going gonna to make, make you, you your bitch. It's bitch. It's yes. Bitch. Yes. Yeah. yes. 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 Yeah. And, and you all start out, you meet a ghost in about 15 minutes into the game. You get guys, more. guys, God, you have got to stop doing that. You're killing me, Jeremy. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> Was it funny, Josh? Do you need to repeat it? Nope, it's not. Kay. Not anymore. Just green. The moment Josh, is lost. The whole goddamn game is green. <laughs> Shades of slime and green. All right, now what's your pick? Not Daikatana. Okay, that's already been taken by Kyle. Okay, so Shadows yeah. of Mordor, four bucks. <laughs> Only $2.61 more than Daikatana. And it's much better. <laughs> and it looks good. And there. it's not green. All right. In it's fact, got a there's lot of shades of grayish green because it mostly happens at night. And it's still kind of green. Okay, maybe I should take this back because it is a lot of gray and green <laughs> with shiny things. Look at that green. Uh, green. Green. It also starts out with a ghost. Yeah, a but ghost now green. you got you got crazy Look at all that green. teeth elves and greenish ghouls. This is a very good the game. Shine. I don't know what the hell it's you're talking about, but for three ninety nine, it's a very, very good game. It won many um, like game of the awards. year awards uh, as well. When did it come out? Twenty fifteen? No, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, just yeah. Jeez, that's God. That's almost three okay, years. No ago. Yes, the sequel is. Is it this year? I don't know. The sequel is yeah, coming out. They showed it at E three, so I know it's coming out soon. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very unique. Uh, and very good, and it's pretty. Well, pretty, it's probably pretty, still pretty pretty. pretty. No, I was yeah. going to say it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a lot of drab gray colors, but it's still very attractive looking for. Uh, uh, I see green. The art assets are very nicely done. Plus, you stab Let's things a lot. Like this video that's playing yes. is not an exaggeration of how much and how often you stab things. There's a lot of stabbing. A lot of stabbing. Thank God. All right. Uh, Alan. All right. So uh, the other day I was trying to clear some space off of a uh, like an image I was about to clone a bunch of times, right? I accidentally deleted the uh, Windows slash installer folder. 
Which looked like it just had copies, like duplicate copies of all the when installations. When you say accidentally deleted it, you mean you hit hold down shift and hit delete and yeah. then hit OK? Yeah. OK. Well, and then like within three seconds, I realized that all of the icons for all of those apps that were installed turned into the blank icon. Mm, those are good. Because it's at, it turns out the icon is actually pointing to the yeah. where in this it's installer folder. It's not the best folder. way of doing it. It's kind of yeah. weird, right? Yeah. And, and that was actually the only thing that was wrong because the, the program still worked. Just like the, it broke the icons. And I was like, eh, It maybe whatever. broke other things you just weren't aware of. Yet. Well, but it did. Here's the other thing it broke. <laughs> Here's the other thing it broke. So I then tried to update one of those programs, like install the newer version. Yeah. That installer tried to uninstall the older version. Yeah. It couldn't do it because the installer was missing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it got, I got stuck in this borked kind of registry, whatever. Just so you format and reinstall, loop. right? No. Mm. Okay. So uh, I'm Googling around for this problem. And it turns out, like, there were other things in the past that have caused this problem. Like, Precision X did it at one point. <laughs> like, it just broke its installer loop or something. It, so it that, deleted in one directory up from where it should have? Yeah, you know, like, it kind of did. It, I don't <laughs> know. It did something wrong or whatever, right? And there were some other programs that did this, too. But apparently there's a fix. So there's this tool made by Microsoft. It's to, it's like the it's on their knowledge base. Yep. Fix problems that block programs from being specific. installed or removed, yep. right? You dumb um, idiots is what it should say. <laughs> and the name uh and the name of the like once you run it, it's the Microsoft program install and uninstall troubleshooter. So it's just this little troubleshooter app that you run. Can you imagine like so there had to be Dave Microsoft, the OS team, and that somebody comes in and goes, We've got this problem, guys. Yeah, I'm like, so that? sick of the stupid Some installer. Some guy deleted thing. the uninstaller and now <laughs> yeah. he can't uninstall an app. Can we please write an app that allows him to uninstall his it, app? It was really oh. frustrating. Grumble, grumble, it, it was grumble. like yeah. I mean, this is why even, Windows is a mess. Headcack. Yeah, like it, I actually got stuck in like it got to the point where I was like, okay, fine, I'll just manually go delete the thing. Right. And I was like, it deleted the thing. The entry was still in it was still existed in the uninstall over the add remove programs, and it still wouldn't yeah. let me reinstall the program, even though the program wasn't even on the disk anymore. Uh-huh. Like it was just, it yeah. was horrible, right? So this program just goes through, <laughs> looks for issues first, and then if it's like if it doesn't find anything obvious, then it's like, okay, what's the thing you're trying to uninstall? It just tell it just shows you the list. Like here's all the things Windows thinks is installed. Yep. Like just pick the thing that you're having the problem with, and it will just like manually just go through automatically but it goes through and just like makes it as if it was never on the system it kills all the registry keys kills all the like any little nook and cranny of where it was can you do that with apps that aren't screwed up uh i think so i'm just saying like in terms of like people often complain about not being able to get rid of registry things like sometimes when you run the actual uninstaller for an app it still leaves registry crap behind oh no 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 it's not like this for that it's not like i don't think it's i don't think it's like that oh yeah, it only deletes the. It only gets rid of the things specific to the like add or remove programs mm, okay. chain, gotcha. like the thing that would stop you from being able to reinstall or clean install an app or something, right? Yeah, but it, I was just from my next track, let me watch. Let, watch me un, uh, delete emm three eighty six. I don't use that. I was just surprised that system thirty two. You know, it's superfluous. Yeah. You just get rid of it. I don't get why it. Since that tool has been around since like why it's not built into like Windows? Windows Seven or something? No, not not that that's not built into Windows. But why hasn't somebody just sat down and went, okay, if the installer is gone, like there are other situations where uh, you go to remove a program and it'll just be like, ah, I can't do it. You want me to just remove the entry? Yeah, like and it just does that. I always like it when it show, when a pop up comes up and says, "Did this app install correctly?" Because we don't really know. And you go, "Ah, uh, sure, I guess. I guess it did." Maybe. <laughs> You're supposed to tell me that. You tell me. Yeah, but it's just, you know, the nifty little tool. The clever, to the clever tool is fix problems that block programs from being installed or removed. Yeah. And and it actually 
It did that thing. It, it, it did that thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. That is it for our show this week. I want to thank everybody for joining us. We didn't have any uh, surprise picks in here. No, we didn't. Uh, PCPro.com slash podcast. That's the URL you go to to find our back episodes, our RSS feeds, uh, YouTube videos, video download uh, RSS links, all the show notes of all the stories we talked about today. If you want to go to our Patreon campaign or uh, PCPro.com slash mining or... We have that contest with FSP we're running. You can find all the, all the links to everything that we discussed probably exist at PCPer.com slash podcast. And thank everybody for hanging out in the chat with us today at PCPer.com slash live, which you guys can do obviously through the links that you can find at PCPer.com slash podcast. So with that, we'll see you next week. I'm Ryan Schrupp. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. And I'm Alan Malventano. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com slash pcper.